Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this New Moon Meditation meeting from the Lucis Trust and World Goodwill. You are very, very welcome indeed. The um, theme that we're going to be working with this evening is looking for signs of the spirit of restoration in the world. And we will begin with the, if we can just have a moment together of silence, and then we'll use the mantram of the new group of world servers, the five o'clock mantram together. May the power of the one life pour through the group of all true servers. May the love of the one soul characterize the lives of all who seek to aid the great ones. May I fulfill my part in the one work through self-forgetfulness, harmlessness, and right speech. So, I have a brief talk um, to give, and then we'll work together with the meditation, the New Moon Meditation, strengthening the hands of the new group of world servers. And then for those who wish to stay on, I hope many will, we'll have a conversation around this theme of the spirit of restoration as it is alive in the world and how we see it. So friends, two weeks ago, we, meet to, we met together to work in the higher interlude with the full moon meditation in Aries, the Easter festival, when energies of resurrection and restoration were flowing through the higher levels of human thought and creativity. And no doubt for those who cared to look, echoes of these energies could be seen in many of the sermons and commentaries all around the world through Easter and Passover and Nowruz. Today, after the new moon, we meet to work together in the lower interlude, when our task is to seek to shine that higher light released during the full moon period, to shine that light into the world of time and space, the world of personalities, where human relationships and affairs are evolving in response to the rhythmic pulse pouring forth from the heart of God, the kingdom of soul, and from the will of God, the Father's house, Shambhala. This is part of what we're doing is training our ability to observe what's happening in the world in relation to these energies of the plan pouring into human consciousness through time. If we look out on the field of religious consciousness and humanity, it's interesting that this new moon marking the midway point between Aries and Taurus, Easter and Waysac, is especially significant for the quarter of the world's population who share the faith of Islam, the religion that emphasizes submission to the will of God. 
The sighting of the new moon marks the start of the annual month-long festival of Ramadan. Now, this is probably the most widespread and popular religious festival in the world today that is immediately associated in the minds of believers with the phases of the moon. We'll recall, some of you will recall that Alice Bailey, there's a prediction in the Bailey work that the future sort of religious spirit in humanity as we move forward will increasingly find that the lunar rhythm of the full moon and the new moon, when the light of the sun shines off the moon onto the earth, um, will increasingly become a central aspect of the religious life of humanity. And so it is interesting that the, right now there's one, um, I think almost 2 billion people um, in the world uh, follow the Islamic religion, many of whom observe Ramadan. So this is a, one sign of, um, of the observance of the lunar rhythm. It's very strong. Um, fasting is widely practiced during Ramadan. And for the deeper and more devout thinkers, this fasting is a discipline of sacrifice with the aim of achieving a greater consciousness of God. Believers are encouraged to focus on doing good deeds. A feeling of peace within the soul is described by those who take part in the daily communal prayer services. And one website refers to the experience for devout followers during Ramadan as a consciousness that Allah is watching me and all my deeds. So this is all part of the religious environment of the collective mind and heart. As we start our approach to Waysak, the midway high point of the three spiritual festivals, during this very important year in human affairs. From the perspective of the ageless wisdom, this new moon, when the sun is in Aries, draws attention to the energies of new life and the fresh sense of purpose, spring energies that carry forces of restoration and healing radiations. Still partly reeling from the COVID crisis, this new moon invites us to look into the plans that are brewing for post-COVID reconstructions, not just in the big sense of national or global politics, but also in more local environments of our hometowns, counties and provinces, and in the way in which people generally think about their health care and the health care in their community, way in which people think about the role of preventive health care um, and the way that communities are consciously seeking to prepare for natural disasters like COVID. In an interdependent world, everything interacts so that what happens in one place or one plane of being impacts and affects others. During the Arcane School conferences, which will start around the Waysac full moon time, um, we're looking, one of the themes that we're looking at is the theme of love and relate as pure reason, suggesting the idea that love as an aspect of the soul and of the buddhic plane of the spiritual triad that love is a way of mind 
that is able to see the relationship between the part and the whole as one living interaction, as one living whole, one process. One, one perspective that we can seek to hold during the new moon as we look out on the evolving quality of human relationships is to ask ourselves, where do we see the power of the one life and the love of the one soul, this love of pure reason? Where do we see these qualities at work in the world? And one way that can help to frame this question is to ask, what is going on right now at the United Nations? What are some of the big themes that are alive in conversations and negotiations underway in the UN system? In a way, never before, before the UN was created, we never had this space where we could see reflections of all societies, all cultures um, beginning to find expression through a global conversation. And we sometimes forget that the UN is a focal point for discussion and conversation between all the nations of the world about how to move forward in response to the increasingly interdependent nature of the world. And this involves learning how to respond as a global community to global issues. It's a huge learning exercise learning opportunity that we're a part of and are observing. Not surprisingly, the dominant theme coming up on all fronts through all the UN agencies is the ongoing health crisis, having such an incredible impact on the lives of people, devastating economies, as well as families that losing loved ones. But the focus on coordinating response to the crisis and attempting to ensure that there is real sharing and access to vaccines. This is just one of the responses. The other element of the response to COVID um, and to rebuilding after COVID is to look at it in the light of the spirit of restoration. In other words, of how to use the opportunities of this global crisis to rebuild economies and healthcare systems in ways that are transformational and that draw on more sustainable and restorative relationships with the natural world. This is to imagine these spring energies of fresh energy to plan and to build in a way that is not purely abstract, but that is truly possible with human beings as we are today and as we can move forward. Last Wednesday was observed by the United Nations and by countless groups around the world as World Health Day, with a theme directly related to the post-COVID opportunities, building a fairer, healthier world. COVID-19 has highlighted that some people are able to live healthier lives and have better access to health services than others. And this is entirely due to the conditions in which they're born, grow, live, work and age. The World Health Organization is calling on the governments of the world through this World Health Day to ensure that everyone has living and working conditions 
everyone has living and working conditions conducive to good health and to monitor health inequities, ensuring that all people are able to access quality health services when and where they need them. The plan for right relations as understood from an esoteric perspective surely includes this impulse for local, national and international relations to move towards these most basic elements of the four freedoms, notably here freedom from want and freedom from fear, through freedom of speech and freedom of worship, human beings are gradually moving toward choosing the enlightened values that, that are at the heart of the UN Charter, that are at the heart of the hierarchy's vision of future possibilities, and that are the heart of the way in which we envision health, providing healthcare services, for the well-being of individuals, communities, and the whole. And through time, improving these facilities, making them more widely available, more universally available, more equitable. Another point of focus that is attaching, attracting attention right now at the UN is the archetypal issue of ethnic, cultural, and spiritual minorities. Indigenous peoples. Every year, a permanent forum on Indigenous issues meets at UN headquarters in New York. The permanent forum established at the promptings of Indigenous peoples is a high-level UN body charged to advise the Economic and Social Council on all matters dealing with Indigenous issues related to economic and social development, culture, environment, education, health and human rights. And annual meetings of the forum provide a focal point for discussion of indigenous people's issues at the UN. They're attended by representatives of large numbers of indigenous people's groups from around the world, who also meet together in a global caucus, a women's caucus and a youth caucus. During the forum, there's such an incredibly strong presence of indigenous peoples at UN headquarters. It's a wonderful opportunity to be able to walk into the, the, the sort of public spaces of the UN headquarters during something like the um, permanent forum on indigenous issues to suddenly see the diversity of color and of culture of all of these minority communities, many of which still carry deep sense of the sacred, of a sacred relationship to the earth and feel their responsibility is to communicate this sacred relationship to the earth to the dominant cultures of the world. This year's forum will take place over WASAC from April 19th to the 30th. And of course, due to COVID, like so much else, while the formal opening and closing sessions will occur at UN headquarters, all the other events will be online. So sadly, that physical space of the UN will miss its usual healthy dose of indigenous conversation, ritual, and ceremony. The theme of this year's forum is peace, justice, and strong institutions. The role of indigenous peoples 
in implementing Sustainable Development Goal 16. Goal 16 sets out to how to achieve the aims of establishing peaceful and inclusive societies for sustainable development, providing access to justice for all, and building effective, accountable, and inclusive institutions at all levels. Clearly, in an Aquarian sense, this goal needs to be central in plans to reconstruct economies and institutions, ensuring that the rule of law protects the rights of minorities, protects the freedom of minorities, and supports efforts of minorities to grow and develop and contribute to the greater good of the whole. All of this is part of the unfolding plan, part of this dynamic movement, muscular movement in human affairs that's happening through time, but is becoming increasingly focalized during these years, particularly as a result of COVID. So with these thoughts in mind, let's move into the meditation work we're doing. So our theme is strengthening the hands of the new group of world service. Stage one, group fusion. I am one with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We recognize our place as a group within the heart center of the group of world servants. Together with all truly lighted thinkers working from the loving mind. And mentally, we extend a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy 
the planetary heart center. To the Christ, the heart of love within the hierarchy and toward Shambhala, where the will of God is known. The higher interlude. Hold the mind focused on the planetary role of the group of world servers as it mediates between hierarchy and humanity. Responding to a hierarchical impression and meditating the plan into existence. Meditation. Reflect on the seed thought through the impression and expression of certain great ideas. Humanity must be brought to the understanding of the fundamental ideals 
which will govern the new age. This is the major task of the group of world servers. Precipitation. Visualize the precipitation of the will to good, essential love throughout the planet. From Shambhala, through the planetary heart, the hierarchy, through the Christ, the world teacher, the group of world servers, through all men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, and radiated out through the hearts and minds of the entire human family.
lower interlude. Consider the many ways in which the power of the one life and the love of the one soul are working out in the world through members of the group of world servers. And in the process, building the thought form of solution to world problems. Distribution. Together we sound the great invocation, visualizing the irradiation of human consciousness with light and love and power. From the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light 
descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center, which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. So thank you everybody for that piece of work. That's the real, that meditation is the real um, task of these meetings. But let's now, for those who wish to stay, um, let's hear what, um, what, what you think. Um, this theme, looking for signs of a spirit of restoration in the world. So what signs of forces of restoration and what potential for new beginnings do you see flowing through human affairs? Um, just, to, just to note that you can respond to any of these questions in the chat box. You can also raise your hand. Um, and there are two ways of raising your hand to speak. You can either, it, it depends which form of Zoom you're using. Some forms you will see at the bottom of the screen when you're in full page view, you'll see reactions. And if you click on reactions, you see an opportunity to raise a hand. Um, and if you click that, then um, we'll see that. And Michael will unmute your um, microphone. Um, and on other, um, other forms of Zoom, if you click on the participants, um, and you'll see at the bottom of the list of participants, you'll see an opportunity to, if you click that, it'll, you'll, it'll display a raised hand. So does anybody have any thoughts um, 
on any of these questions? Where do you see a restorative spirit impacting attitudes to health and well-being? And what do you see as the significance of the focus on indigenous issues at the UN? Avon, um, Avon M made a very fine comment right at the beginning, um, early on, about how indigenous and the ageist wisdom um, are converging at this time of restoration. And for those who look for evidence, there are certainly signs of this. There are signs of um, an increasing con concentration on possibilities for a great turning and focusing on ancient prophecies, ancient indigenous prophecies from many different um, cultures and tribal groups that speak of a time when there's a chance for a complete reorientation of thought, which is also a vision and a prophecy that Aegis Wisdom groups hold. So thank you for that, Avon. And, and in a sense, I think these questions, uh, if we look at the forces of restoration, one of the things that the forces of restoration bring is a sense of possibility. So often, you know, you speak to people um, and everything just seems to be getting worse. And yet spring energy's new growth um, the Tibetan writes at one stage of um, fresh sense of purpose, a sudden revival of a sense of purpose. And that comes from a sense of, look, what could, what could we do now? What's practical? What could I do in my spiritual life in, to contribute to this great turning of consciousness that needs to take, that is taking place? Uh, Forces of restoration. Some of these questions are possibly too, too big to suggesting some sort of major understanding and yet I often think if you look just where you live and your the newspaper that covers your local affairs, there are so many signs of a new spirit of purpose um, and a new sense of what's possible if we get beyond just labeling people um, or get beyond just criticizing what we don't like and focusing on working together with others with goodwill to create something better. Yes, Angela writes, that's a very touching thought, Angela. I think of the underage migrants from Central America who are without adults um, and who have come to begin new lives in the US and Angela makes the point of 
thinking of the courage, um, such courage. Interesting thing because we don't, in our very sort of materialistic world, courage is a quality um, that we often don't think of. That's a very lovely thing to think of. Also the courage of, through COVID, of so many people who, who decided to, that their professional skills in healing or whatever their performance, whatever they were doing, were so needed that even though they had some fear about um, the disease and their, about their family catching the disease, courage told them to return to work and to keep working because they were needed. iPad 8, iPad 8, iPads can talk these days and they're writing something very interesting. So iPad says, the public commentary is now so focused on justice and including the voices of the undeserved. And this is more than ever, a new way of viewing right human relationships is emerging on a wide scale. I, I, I agree with you with that. Santana Star writes, for humanity to have good health, it has to be a healthy environment. Many groups are working on making the environment more healthy. It's true, huge numbers of groups. Look at local, just the local small things, let alone the big things. Um, iPhone. See, there's a hand raised. Yeah. Okay. I, I, and I think iPhones can not only write, but they can also speak. <laughs> Hi, uh, wonderful meditation. It's just what you were just make a comment about, you know, the health and the inequality. Mm -hmm. I think what COVID, my observation is COVID has really polarized and brought into the public domain how, how much inequality, mm -hmm. actually good health care, mm -hmm. there is in good health care. If you had the money, you got good health care. If you hadn't, well, tough. Um, everybody knew it, but as I say, the pandemic has really polarized that in a lot of countries. It's polarized it in Ireland and in England and a few other countries, and I'm sure most countries around the world. Um, and I think that's a good thing. Absolutely. So that's certainly the case in here in the US. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> but I think it's a really good thing because exactly. it's a conversation now with people. And the politicians are starting to talk about before this, would they were all in denial. And I think they got frightened because that's what I could feel from the fear when they seen what was happening. I mean, health services crumbling because they've been starved of resources for years and years and years because of business and to privatize health, made health just a business. And that's all being brought in into the domain, into the public domain, in a very visual, visual way where people are looking and saying, no, this is not right. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing I find, the people who have created that, the politicians that people elect, are starting to talk about it mm -hmm. and starting to say, well, you know, you have another pandemic. 
were screwed. And I think exactly. there was a lot of fear there. So I think that's one. I mean, I think there's an enormous amount of good that's mm-hmm. coming about COVID. Mm-hmm. You hear all the negative stuff, but there's been wonderful changes. I could. I mean, on, to me, on, I couldn't agree more. It's, like, planet, it's, it's almost planet. like a blessing. I mean, it's absolutely and, and through through incredible pain. I, one thought um, in relation to what you're saying is that I guess it's true that the problem is with politicians. I'm always a little wary because I think that for all of us, it's not it, all of us are starting to see that we have to think about health. Yeah. No, and 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 if, so I mean politicians reflect that, but so do I. So do as I start to rethink. Look, what in this yeah. particular policy that I'm thinking about, and politicians are trying to craft something, and they're battling through different ideologies. But what will yeah. actually give us better health? And 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 as you say, um, and what will make ensure that this applies to all peoples? Yeah. And, and the fact see, that this I, is global is, you know, the yeah. it's in, in the UN conversations. So when we, the meditation, you know, it, it's moving from ideas, the, 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 the thinkers bring ideas into concrete um, where, where they can be touched and then they become yeah. ideals. Yeah. In a way, that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing the ideal mm-hmm. of, of, of a more healthy, a more healthy community, which also yeah. touches, of course, environment. Mm-hmm. I think it's a question too if people are actually starting to wake up if you take one small example of Brexit that happened in England and I followed that intimately because I'm in Ireland and I've talked to a lot of English people that voted for Brexit and they, they, they were saying to me they were very angry I didn't know Brexit would mean A, B, C, I, D I would have never voted for it they actually took it towards the politicians and they were really, really angry. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a huge population or proportion of English people now that voted for Brexit that are waking up and said, what did we do? And people are not talking about that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... they were hoodwinked and are beginning. And there's a lot of anger in England over that at the moment. It's true. I mean, well, it, was, uh, it, was well, 50, just, it was nearly 50-50 when they done yeah. the referendum, right? Mm. Well, a large proportion of the people that actually voted for it didn't know what they were voting for. And they're only waking up now and, and they're actually realising. You know, right. they, can't go, they can't go abroad now to, say, Portugal and bring their pension and have, get healthcare over there. All that's gone. And they didn't realise that, what they were losing. Well, we're moving on. The things you know? things have happened and things have changed. And we're, yeah. what's it, what interests me is we're both side and any issue where a country is polarized, yeah. we move through these polarizing where some sort of it's as if it, one side is all right and one side is all wrong, and then yeah. gradually um, you move to a thing of beginning to understand that there's yeah. um, that there's there's arguments on both sides and absolutely. Um, and something new as well. Thank you very much for all those comments. That's very, yeah. that's very lovely to hear. Thank you. Cheers. Okay. Have a good evening. Thank you too. Clint, even though we're doing a better job of considering Indigenous people's health as opposed to, the, to the, in the past when they're almost wiped out in many parts of the world by diseases, poverty, and a lack of sharing, still 
um, there's a gap in the healthcare. Absolutely. And I think as the as um, as we've just been talking about, I think one thing is that, but there is now more of an awareness of that gap. And certainly in the US, I've noticed, surprisingly, I've never heard so much attention on the public media being given to, um, to Indigenous communities in relation to COVID. Um, it's, I mean, I, I'm originally from New Zealand where, and in New Zealand, Indigenous issues are the sort of central, you know, they're the, a central part of the conversation in any whatever's going on. Uh, whereas in this country, it's not very rare that Indigenous peoples um, are considered in, in policy discussions, whereas with COVID, it's, it's really been quite significant, I thought. So perhaps that large gap in healthcare, um, that's one thing that, the, that COVID's done is it, it will restore um, a sense of will to ensure that Indigenous communities or minorities or peoples um, have adequate health care. Thanks, Clint, for that. Bianca writes from Spain, I see forces of restoration in the business world. Bless you, Bianca, thank you. Purpose is also starting to be a driving force. And I see a, I see a shift in the language used by organizations, mostly in newer startups, absolutely. And in things like B Corps and um, new startups that are have environmental values, social values written into the core of their mission statement and into their the way in which they're working with money. It's, it's a terrific um, sign of something changing. Gary writes, I think that the urgency of environmental issues, Gary Marks, the urgency of environmental issues, especially expressed by Native American females, demonstrate an emergence of the Native American voice. Leadership positions of female Native Americans are increasing, such as the current placement of Deb Haaland as Interior Secretary. Absolutely, it's one of the, it's, it, it, it's one sign of, it's a beautiful sign of the spirit of restoration. Um, the sense of things are changing and new possibilities. The plan expressed by the new group of World Service exemplifies truth, which is beyond political leaders, ideologies, and other human systems. So the new group of World Service builds a bridge between the hierarchy and humanity by passing the need for human interpretations and challenging the glamours of misinformation, divisions, and ignorance. Yes, exactly. Diane Jean Aldrich writes, signs of self-responsibility, stewardship and self-governance toward our own health and well-being. Interesting. Sets the tone for collective well-being and the health of the planet. Thank you for that. Yes, taking responsibility for self. Um, it's a very good point. 
Does anyone have anything to add? Angela sees many moving towards self-responsibility and returning to more natural forms of healthcare and prevention. Clean food and fears of food distribution disruption are causing an uprise in home gardening. All good signs, wonderful signs. Absolutely. Everything is what we, if, if we change what we look for and we start to see this incredible thing arising, that's a lovely thought, changing the way we think about food and the way we value food. Community gardens as well, yes, absolutely. And think of all of the um, sort of young idealistic people who are starting to craft their lives in terms of seeing that by working in either in agriculture or in gardening, um, that they, are, they can really have a future life that is meaningful and making a contribution to um, the birthing of a whole new society. And there's more and more young people that are going into gardening, um, healthcare, agriculture, all with this sort of sense of purpose and mission. And the variety, the, the, um, the growth of sort of alternative approaches to health and the gradual, almost professionalization of those um, different approaches to health are, are gradually bringing subtle understandings of energy fields um, and developing these in a more evidence-based scientific, even if it's esoterically scientific, but mentally focused approaches to health to see that that's part of the whole sort of health environment. Diane's spring stinging nettles are popping up. <laughs> Actually, I think that's, I would love to end on that. That's beautiful. Um, but let's give the last word to John. John Horan, indigenous people throughout the world have generally evolved into a harmonious relationship with the earth. They can teach us now how to return to that equilibrium with our technology-driven methods of producing our daily bread today. Thank you, John, quite right. Okay, friends, let's um, call it a day. Thank you, everybody. The meetings coming up are, we had the main, the, um, Arcane School Conference. I hope we'll see a lot of you for that. Um, first of all, the Taurus Wasak Form in Meditation um, will be on Monday, April 26. Now that's an unusual time for us. Usually these meetings from New York are, are broadcast, the Form in Meetings are broadcast at 6.30. But the Wasak meeting and the following month, the World Invocation Day, Gemini Full Moon Meeting, will be held at 1.30 um, Eastern Time because we will have a single global broadcast and that broadcast is coming from London. So it's actually 6.30 p.m. London time. Um, and then we hope that many of you will join us for the Arcane School Conference uh, on 
Saturday and Sunday, the 24th and 25th of April. There are two two and a half hour sessions concentrated. I, many of us have been working on the programs and they are, I think, going to be wonderful um, sessions with chance for um, interaction and feedback, some very fine themes for talking. Um, so I, and, and of course the meditation work that we'll be doing. So we look forward to seeing you then. The next new moon meeting in Taurus will be on May the 11th, that's a Tuesday at 6 p.m. And as you can see there, you can find moon charts and information about full moon and new moon meetings at lucistrust.org slash full moon. So thank you, friends. Uh, may the restorative energies flow. And as Michael reminds us, the keynote for the Arcane School Conference um, that will be shining a light on is let the illuminating energy of pure reason produce complete freedom from glamour and reveal the love of divine relationship. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Good evening.